We are doing our podcast on the Kite Runner, and I'm Macy. I'm Jennifer. I'm Taylor. I'm Addison. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Ansley. <laughs> the author was born in Kabul, Afghanistan in 1965 to an upper-middle-class family. Kabul was a major city at the time with a mix of Western and African culture. They moved to Iran when he was a child, then Paris, then San Jose, where Khaled went to school and became a doctor. I'm Jennifer. The beginning of the book is set in Afghanistan in the 1960s, which was a flourishing time. Many people attended a university, and a new constitution was just ratified to create a democratic legislature. Times were peaceful and prosperous. In 1973, a coup against the king occurred and took over. In 1979, the Soviet-Afghan War begins. Insurgent troops were backed by the U.S., Saudi Arabia, and Pakistan, while the Communist Party was backed by the Soviet Union. When the Soviet troops pulled out, the country, Afghanistan, was left to civil war and was controlled by extremist groups like the Taliban. I'm Taylor, and throughout the book, Amir looks back on his childhood in Afghanistan. He lived with his father, Baba, and their two servants, Ali and his son, Hassan. His father's close friend, Ram Khan, visits often. Afghanistan's king is overthrown. Amir and Hassam are playing one day when they run into three boys who threaten to beat up Amir for playing with an elect- ethnic minority like Hassan. Hassan uses his slingshot to scare the boys off. I'm Addison, and at this point in the story, it's now winter, and at and this time of year, everyone is at kite flying tournaments. At one point, a kite falls, and the boys chase after it to retrieve it, which is why they call it kite running. Amir wins the tournament and Hassan runs after the other kite. Amir goes after him and finds him being held down in an alley by three bully boys who are raping him. Amir runs away and when Hassan returns, he pretends like he doesn't know what happened. At this point in the story, this is where betrayal and guilt themes come into play because Amir didn't stop Hassan when he saw what was going on and then after this point, then the guilt starts to keep building. I'm Elizabeth, and the two boys begin to drift apart. Amir feels guilty and wants Hassan to leave. He hides money under Hassan's pillow and tells his father that Hassan stole it. His father confronts Hassan, who admits to doing it, although he didn't. Ali and Hassan are sent away. Amir chose the money as a way to get Hassan out of the house because he knew that Baba believed that theft is the one true sin. Hassan pretended like he was the one who stole it because even though Amir didn't defend him, Hassan still felt a great brotherly connection to Amir. I'm Macy, and the story skips forward many years to Amir and his father escaping Kabul as Soviet troops invade. They escaped to Pakistan and then moved to California. Baba works at a gas station and Amir goes to school. They work at a flea market on weekends. One day, they run into an old friend at the market, General Terry. Amir notices his daughter, Saria. He tries to speak with her. Hi, I'm Angela and Baba working at a gas station in America showed a lot difference in social class because when he lived in South in Afghanistan was different because when they lived there his he was known as his family was known as being a lot richer because the social class there was a lot higher a couple years arriving to, after arriving to America baba is diagnosed with lung cancer and amir proposed to, to soyera 
and they hold the wedding quickly so that Baba can attend. A few months after that, Baba dies. Amir hears from Ram Khan, who wants him to visit in Pakistan. He goes, and Ram tells him that Afghanistan has gotten much worse. He also followed Hassan after he was kicked from their home. Hassan ended up married with a son in Kabul. Years later, he heard that the Taliban had killed Hassan and his wife and put their son in an orphanage. He asks Amir to go to Kabul and find the son, Sarab, and bring him to Pakistan so that Ram can, take, can care for her. He also tells Amir that Baba was Hassan's father, his brother. He goes to the orphanage, but is told that they have moved the boy. The reason they kept this secret was because Baba had a kid with a woman of lower class, which was very frowned upon by their religion and the society that they lived in. However, he still loved the son and wanted him to live with him and be somehow in his life. So he had him live on his property as a servant when he was really his son. After he couldn't find Hassan's son at the orphanage, he goes to a soccer game the next day where a Taliban official is supposed to be. At the soccer game, he witnesses a stoning at halftime and realizes how bad Kabul has gotten over the years. He meets the official and tells him that he is looking for Sarab and they bring him in. It looks as though that he has been sexually abused and Amir realizes the official is one of the bullying boys from his childhood. The officials attack then, and Sonrab shoots them with his slingshot so he and Amir can escape. Amir asks him to come live with his wife and him in the U.S., and Sonrab agrees. They face difficulty getting Sarab to the U.S. as he has no papers, and it's also difficult because Afghanistan was like overthrown by the rebels, and they don't want anyone to leave Afghanistan, so they made it extra hard for him to leave. They stayed in Pakistan until they could get all of the right legal papers to enter America. But while they were in Pakistan, Sarab asks God if he is going to go to hell for what he did to Asaf one day when they were sitting outside of a mosque. Sarab hit Asaf in the eye with a slingshot, and Amir thinks that Asaf deserved more than he got. In trying to get papers to bring Sarab back to America, Amir faces a big struggle. He has to meet with an immigration attorney who tells him that it is almost impossible as Sarab was never legally registered as an orphan. It'll take years for the government to approve any adoption. That night, when Amir tells Sarab that he may have to go back to an orphanage in order to speed up the adoption process, Sarab screams that they'll hurt him and cries until he falls asleep in Amir's arms. Later that night, Sarab tries to kill himself, and Amir finds him bleeding and unconscious in the bathtub. They have to rush him to the hospital, and Amir is able... Sarab wants his old life back and stops talking to Amir. Finally, in 2001, Amir and Sarab arrive back into San Francisco. Even after they bring Sarab to California, Sarab remains with John. One day, they go to the park with other Afghans, and as people are flying kites, Amir buys one and gets Sarab to fly it with him. They spot another kite and start battling it. Using one of Hassan's favorite tricks, they win. Sarab smiles, and as the losing kite flies loose, Amir sets off to run it for Sarab. Now that we've gone over the story, we're going to talk about the characters and the themes and how they've changed and developed. 
For Baba, Amir sees Baba as a distant but good man. He tried to set an example of good morals for Amir. Amir doesn't see his father's conflicting natures, though. He feels guilty for never acknowledging Hassan as his son. He stays distant so that he is not giving one son more attention than the other. When they move to America, Baba has difficulty adjusting to life as a poorer man, but the relationship with Amir approves. In America, Baba and Amir got way closer, so Baba's death was harder on Amir than it would have been when they weren't as close. Throughout the book, Amir was the narrator and the protagonist. He became very wealthy um, in the background, and he felt his father did not like him and became very jealous when his father gave attention to others, for example, like Hassan. Throughout the book, Amir always felt guilty as he didn't stop Asef from raping Hassan in their childhood. The guilt only grew stronger after he planted the stolen money under Hassan's mattress. Amir struggled with this most of his life, and that's part of the reason why he was so willing to take in Hassan's son. It was a way for him to redeem himself and to have a connection to Hassan, who he now knows is his blood brother. Unlike Amir, Hassan didn't change much at all throughout the story. He is always loyal, forgiving, and well-behaved, and he was never envious, though Amir has much more than him. And throughout the story, he symbolizes innocence the entire time. Throughout the story, the characters can't really escape their past because all they feel is guilt. For Sarab, his past was extremely traumatizing for he watched his parents be killed in front of him. Because of this, Sarab's connections with other people have always been withdrawn because since of the appearance that happened with his parents, he doesn't like getting close with people because he's always scared that he's going to lose the people he's close to with too. When he hears about maybe being sent back to the orphanage, he tries to kill himself because he didn't like being there too. Sarab was abused when he was at the orphanage, so it's a very bad environment for him and brings back bad times that he doesn't want to experience again. Amir is haunted by his past and his guilt from it drives almost all of his actions. He even feels responsible for Hassan's death since Hassan was kicked out of his home because of Amir. In this story, many political events in the country directly affect characters and their lives. Amir and Baba are forced to flee Afghanistan because of political events and the Taliban taking over. Hassan is killed because of the Taliban, which is taken over by Asef. Asef, in his younger life, was the man who raped Hassan. So it's especially traumatic that this is the person who ends up bullying and abusing Sarab. Amir, in a way, becomes symbolic of Afghanistan people. He has been put through difficult times, but in the end redeems himself like the country did after being taken over by the Soviets. Perhaps Afghanistan will also be able to redeem itself soon. Another big theme throughout the story is redemption. In the story, Amir constantly feels like he has to redeem himself. He always wants to impress his father because he thinks Baba is angry that his wife died during childbirth. His guilt about Hassan drives him to search for his son in hopes of redeeming himself. Hassan's lips signifies his poverty in class. Baba pays for it to be fixed because he knows later he is secretly his father. 
Amir gets his lip split in a fight and is scarred. His identity shifts because of this, bonding him with Hassan. He learns to stand up for himself and eventually redeems himself, which puts Hassan in a very good situation. After Hassan got raped, Amir was so guilty for not doing anything that he refused to read to Hassan underneath this tree. Being around Hassan made his guilt more extreme, so he tried to avoid him at all costs. Also because of the guilt, at the same point in the beginning of the book, Amir tried to get Hassan to throw a pomegranate at his head because he wanted Hassan to do something bad to him since he felt so guilty for what he did to Hassan. However, because Hassan was so nice and loving to Amir, he refused to do this and instead smashed the pomegranate on his own head. Another big symbol throughout the book was kites. Kites are a happy thing for Amir and a lot of the children growing up. Amir loved flying them, and they remind him of Baba, who is a great kite flyer. After Hassan's rape, the kite becomes a symbol of his betrayal for Hassan. He never flew a kite again after that day until he brings Hassan's son home with him. Now the kite symbolizes the father-son connection that him and Baba once had, now with him and his son. Another symbol in the book The Kite Runner is a slingshot. This represents standing up for what is right. In the book, the slingshot is used to inhibit violent actions from certain characters. For example, on page 44 of The Kite Runner, the first time a slingshot was mentioned, Hassan and Amir are walking through a barren patch of land to their hill. And when a Saf and his followers stop behind them, Asif brings his brass knuckles out and Hassan threatens to use his slingshot. If Asif doesn't not allow them alone, Hassan was forced to take his slingshot out in order to protect him and Amir from any danger. One last symbol that is prevalent in the book is the lamb. In Islam, like in Christianity, the lamb signifies the sacrifice of an innocent. Amir describes both Hassan and Sarab as looking like lambs waiting to be slaughtered. Amir says this during Hassan's rape, noticing that Hassan resembled the lamb they kill during the Muslim celebration, which honors a sacrifice of Abraham's son for God. Similarly, he describes Sarab as looking like a slaughter sheep when he first sees Sarab with Asaf. Asaf and the others had put mascara on Sarab's eyes, just as Amir says the mullah used to do to the sheep before slitting its throat. Both Hassan and Sarab are innocents who are figuratively sacrificed by being raped, but these sacrifices have different meanings. In Hassan's case, Amir sacrifices him for the blue kite. But in Sarab's case, Amir is the one who stops the sexual abuse. This also reflects how much Amir has changed during the story and how he has become a better man. In this context, sacrifice is portrayed as the exploitation of the innocent. Thank you for listening to our podcast.